All right, guys, let's talk about Jägermeister. They could have written a totally normal ad here, like a really classic ad. They could have talked about their history, the 56 botanicals. It could have been all salesy and cutesy, but they know you don't care. Jägermeister doesn't want to be like all those other ads you've seen and heard. They just wanted to say two things. Jägermeister is great, but everyone has been drinking it wrong. Damn, that's cold. Drinking it wrong? All right, if that's the case, how should we be drinking it? They are so glad you asked, and so am I, Dad. I'm here to help you. Ice cold is the answer, at zero degrees Fahrenheit to be exact. Ice cold shots of Jägermeister. That's it. That's all they want to tell you. So wherever you are, if you're hanging out with friends or at the bar, call the shots. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume, imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. Lots of things go better together. Hockey, food, golf, peanut butter and jelly, Gojo and Golik, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. What? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to DraftKings Network. Welcome back to uh, Gojo and Golik. So we introduced our Golik acrostic last week with resounding success. So we are bringing it back this week with a few tweaks to what each letter stands for. So as you can see here, here's what they stand for. I'm now going to read a poem. Um, G is for the team that has been on a streak. O is for the one that may have reached their peak. L is for Dan Campbell's guys. We can't believe they're five and one. I is for the squad that may already be done. C Ooh. is for the cats for which we have concern. So let's turn it over to the guys to see what we can learn. Wow. Wow. Back to wow. back weeks. Well I'm done. I'm not going to lie. Dad, I don't know about you. I had no idea what acrostic meant no when they clue. introduced this idea to us Zero a week clue. ago. No and clue. I did not know it would also come with a poem. Like, I don't know if that's like dinner in a movie where acrostics and poetry just go together. But I am really pleased. Emerson delivered it last week. Jesse, yeah. bravo there. Yeah, Thank it's good you. stuff. Thank that, you. That really was, recovered was... nicely after all your chain restaurant slander today. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. yeah after, after the food snobbish talk that we've had from you. I'm trying to dig wow. myself out of this hole. It's was, it was very, very, very nice. We, we've been having great dating conversation in our breaks Oh yeah. Uh, here. And, and the latest one real quickly was, do you have an out on a first date? Do you have somebody call you or text you, and then you can decide if you want to leave or not? 
when they call you or text you. Well, you don't even out. need somebody to call you or text you. You just need to pretend that somebody called you or texted you. Well, how do you pretend somebody called? I mean, do you just sit there at the at the table and say, act like you're talking to somebody? No, you just pretend you got a text. So I guess you pretending somebody called you would be a little more involved. But it's pretty easy to pretend you just got a text message. Oh, yeah, but go isn't, isn't, that, isn't that unbelievably, like, transparent that they're out? I mean... Yes. Yes, but it's... That is the... That is then just say this isn't working. Let's go. Let's you well, know split no. the tab here and go our separate ways. We're millennials. We that? don't like to do that. We we don't so like to we, do that. We just want to fake it. So we want to fake it instead of just being honest about it. You know what? Hey, this are you getting any? You feeling anything? No, neither am I. Because what know, if they're like, yeah, this is going great. Well, then yeah, say, I well, that makes, yo, that makes one of you. You know, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That goes. I, I'm very curious what people would think on that if they would want blunt honesty in a situation like that or if we all just continue into the current decorum because I'm with Jesse. I don't know why you'd want to make it any more uncomfortable than it already is if we're getting to that point in the date where you're trying to decide, hey, am I going to pull the ripcord on this, go to the bathroom, come back, oh, my brother sent me a text, I forgot, I told him I would help him set up this thing in his house, he just moved in, him and his fiance are having a tough time. Seriously, how is that right any now. different than you just saying it's not working? That's so unbelievable when you do that. Because the other person... The other person is spared the humiliation yes. of being told to their Are face. Yes. Are they, they though? Yes. They, they've been rejected either way. You just didn't want to hear the words, right? It's is not, but it? sometimes it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Now, after the date, then that is when, yes. you know, maybe you send a text message Hey, I really appreciate you taking me out tonight. I, I'm not feeling any romantic vibes. I hope that you find what you're looking for, something like that. You do be honest. You don't be ghosted. Yes. Ghosting but God is... forbid you be honest to them, right? right. Nobody no. can be honest face-to-face -face anymore. I don't have to Dad. be honest face-to-face -to, -face to this stranger that I've been on one date with and I'm not feeling the vibes. I'm not trying to get murdered. Why? You're That's, never going to see him again. No, so what's this the is, difference? This is the biggest thing is I think this is about concern for other people. It is social contracts. In this interaction, I'm just meeting this person. I don't know how they receive criticism, the best or worst. Being on a sports team, Dad, you guys do all this work together. You guys spend all this time together. You got trust in that locker room, which means my favorite thing about the locker room, you can communicate very honestly. You can be very blunt with people because you know your teammate. You know how the guy next to you in the locker room best receives and takes criticism and how you got to communicate that to get stuff done. I don't know what this person's been through. I don't know how they best receive information. And so for me to hit them over the head with, hey, you know what? This just really wasn't working for me. It's not very interesting. I don't know how they're going to respond. I don't know how they need to hear it. So I would rather soften the blow a little bit, lead with kindness, because we don't have that understanding yet. We're not down that road. This is the first wouldn't, date. We're just vibing at the Cheesecake Factory. Wouldn't the best way to be is just finish dinner, go through dinner, finish dinner, and then you go your separate ways and you don't call that nobody contacts each other anymore? Why, why do you have well, to that's ghosting right there, dinner? Dad, and that's F-boy behavior. Yeah, that's you just ghosting. Ghost, ghost him completely. That is not... Oh, so, oh, yeah. so that, that's the wrong thing to do. Correct. Well, yeah, if you just don't ever talk to someone again, this isn't like when we had landlines back okay, in the day. Okay, all right, so how about you just finish the meal with them and then, as Jesse said, text them after and okay. say, you know what? I just oh, wasn't I'm, feeling it I'm instead of doing meal, it halfway to be clear. through the dinner. Yeah, to be clear, to be clear, I'm with Gojo on this one. Like, I was never rude enough. I mean, I was more often than not, not on a dinner date for the first date. It was just drinks or something. But I was not being so rude as to, like, 
have half my drink and leave. But I'm definitely not trying to prolong. If I was at dinner, I would finish dinner. No dessert. No, right. thank you. Okay. But if I'm That's at dinner, I'm I'll finish dinner. I'll get through it. Okay. But if I'm having drinks, I'm trying to avoid maybe that that third drink you know we've had no, two I, drinks. I get it that's what i'm saying finish dinner don't you know come back and say oh my brother texted me he just fell down the steps and busted his leg i gotta go to the hospital and said yeah, he's it bleeding because i forgot to tell you i'm a doctor might not, as well he might not he, last much longer yeah. unless, <laughs> unless you're getting real crazy vibes from someone unless something is really off i do believe the polite thing is to finish the meal finish the drink finish whatever it is i do think it's rude when people are like trying to it, it, you there is also the social contract of like somebody's taking you out or you've agreed to go on this date like don't be rude we need to keep those you know societal constructs in place there we go we're a society we have rules at gojo and golik on twitter <laughs> give us your worst first date story because now i'm just curious uh <laughs> as we've gotten completely off the rails on this after a poem and after learning the word acrostic. So let's get yeah. back to our acrostic <laughs> preview of the upcoming NFL weekend for week six, dad. And let's start with the G we're going streaking across the quad through the gymnasium in a matchup between the Seahawks and the Bengals, where the Seahawks are going for their fourth straight win. They're coming off a bye this last week, trying to stop the Bengals for winning back-to-back -back games for the first time all year long. Dad, the Bengals, three-point favorites in this one, coming off a game against the Cardinals, where it looked like we got some of that old Joe Burrow back. The Jamar Chase uh, connection was potent. Yep. Do you think that the Seahawks can be the thing that upsets the apple cart here? I think what, what helps is they're getting Jamal Adams back. Let's hope this guy can last for more than nine plays. He missed last year, all last year with an injury, comes back nine plays into his game back against the Giants. He gets concussed, so it looks like he's going to be back. I think that certainly helps. Um, but I, I at some point, I just keep expecting Cincinnati to go on that roll. Sure. I just... I. I guess, I guess the way I would say it, even though the records are obviously different, I have more faith going forward in Cincinnati than I do in Seattle. Because the one th the other thing about this is Burrow's used to getting hit a lot. Seattle had a ton of sacks against the Giants, but they haven't had much other than that, right? They haven't gotten a lot of pressure. And now maybe they can get healthy on that because Cincinnati has given up pressure. But I... I, I tend to trust Cincinnati going forward more than I do Seattle. Yeah, I think, and I know we oversimplify so many things about the quarterback, and I don't want to just make it about that, but at the same time, the whole house of cards in Cincinnati is built on Joe Burrow being able to be special. And while I don't think I necessarily believe him where he's saying he's as close to 100% as he's been because with that kind of injury going forward in the year, not missing time the way he hasn't, I really struggle to believe that. But he at least looked the part, right? You saw him scramble for first downs last week. You saw him move around in the pocket as well as he has all year long. And the trickle down of what that does for an offensive line who has given up some pressure this year, who does have a new starting five out there that they're trying to continue to build continuity for goes a really long way. Having Jamar Chase back now in rhythm a little bit more. We've seen the squeaky wheel get the grease. And it helps the defense, too, when you have an imbalance with how often the defense is on the field compared with what they're normally used to. I think it helps everything involved. The Seahawks are getting healthy at the right time coming off the bye. They might get Charles Cross back at left right. tackle. They had both of their second-year tackles get hurt in game one this year. But I, I think it ultimately goes back to what you said. They had 11 sacks against the Giants, and outside of that, it really hasn't been much to write home about for a pass rush. That if you give Joe Burrow time, and especially if he is feeling good, I think has enough to get this done. I like the Bengals. I like the points in this game, Dad. Uh, are you in the same boat there? Yes, I, I will take the Bengals, and I would give the points. 
All right, let's get to the O here. The overrated team that's over 500. We're at that point now in the season, five weeks in, where we don't have anyone sitting there at even Steven. So, Dad, who you look around the league at right now and you're not buying that winning record? I'd probably go Tampa Bay sitting at three and one. You look at their wins. Their wins are against the Vikings, who are not a very good team, the Bears, who are not a very good team, and the Saints, who are sitting at three and two in that division where there's three teams fighting for that division lead there and their lone loss was to the Eagles. Um, so, and and they're going to get a great test, obviously, with the Lions uh, this week. So I, I just, I, I don't see them as a 500 team when push comes to shove and by the time we get to the end of the season. Baker Mayfield is doing Baker Mayfield things, uh, but over the long course of the season, Baker Mayfield things will include some bad turnovers as well. Um, but I love I love the way he plays. I know players love him. That dude will run through a brick wall. You cannot fault his style. There's just uh, too many turnovers at times with him. And I think eventually, you know, you you revert back to that. So I would go with Tampa Bay. Yeah, I, I think that one has been the surprise for everyone so far. And maybe in ways, Dad, I, I always look back as we get to a certain point of the season, the stuff we talked about preseason and it just seemed like so many of us put the bucks off to the side and said, oh yeah, Caleb Williams sweepstakes, them you know, going to be in range for him or Drake May based on the roster attrition, losing Tom Brady, but also losing the core of an offensive line that was there for this. Ryan Jensen, the last piece right. of that to fall this offseason there. Donovan Smith out there, really, it's just Tristan Wirfs as the last remnants of the mm -hmm. line that we once saw. But dead looking at... at, at the combination of skill players there where Mike Evans, hopefully his hamstrings all right going into this week. Right. It sounds like that was tweaked a little bit last week, but him, Chris Godwin, the guys in that room, you looked around and go, man, between that and some of the defensive talent there, maybe we should have expected a little bit more from this unit, but I'm with you there. I'd probably go relative to their station right now because they're first in their division, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like I just do not see that as a team that's going to be able to win that division provided the Ravens keep progressing on offense the way I believe they're capable, provided Joe Burrow continues to stay healthy and look like the guy that we saw last week. I just don't see a light at the end of the tunnel for the Steelers' offense right now. Defense showed a lot of pride last yeah, week. I thought TJ Watt and company were going to get back to form there. They're a top 10 defense in terms of DVOA, but I just don't have enough confidence in that offensive progression with Kenny Pickett and that crew there to think that they're going to be able to maintain their standing as first place. I think they can be a winning record. Listen, this is Mike. Tomlin. We know the about him yeah. and winning record. Yeah. That's not the part that's that's foreign to me. It's them as the leader in a division where I think they're the third best team. Yeah, and and the, th the only thing I'll say about that because I agree with you, but the only thing or I'll maybe say the is, fourth best team. I mean, the Browns, depending on what happens there with their quarterback. Well, that's, that's exactly right. Defense. I mean, it's not even if if Deshaun Watson hasn't practiced uh, yet. Still, DTR yeah. would not be the guy. They would sign PJ Walker up from the practice squad. He would be the starter. So. They got issues there at the quarterback position. We think Cincinnati maybe can start gaining some traction. And Baltimore, I still don't know how they lost to Pittsburgh last week. It's pretty wild to me. But uh, I, I thought that could be one of the best divisions in football. It can still be one of the more competitive divisions. But we'll see with injuries where else it'll go. Yeah, drops. Drops are how the Ravens lost that game last week. That wide receiver room owes Lamar Jackson a few good ones this week coming off that performance. Dad, let's get to the L. The Lions. Dan Campbell and America's Detroit Lions on the doorstep of 5-1. and one. It's only happened four other times in franchise history, including this season, Dad. Um, do we think they have the possibility here? Can they make this happen? Uh, I, I, I think so. I mean, they're right now 
they're an offense and defense overall that's in the top 10, right? I mean, they're, they're, they're playing well. They don't give up much on the ground on the defensive side of the ball. So uh, this is a team that is clearly taking on the personality of their coach and biting kneecaps and fighting and being physical. Um, I, I love what they're doing. You know, as we talked about this week, they have Tampa Bay. I, I think that should be uh, a win for them. But And again, in that division, which no longer has Aaron Rodgers in it, who's taking control of that division? You know, we thought maybe Minnesota because of the offense they have, but the defense is still not very good, and they're sitting at one and four. So the division is there to be had. They can take advantage of it almost for, for it's amazing to say, but for Detroit, I almost think the division could be an easy one to win, easy thing for them to win. It's what can they do in the postseason? I actually picked them to make it to the NFC Championship game, which would seem somewhat crazy, thinking, seeing the way Philly uh, and San Francisco are going to play and that they could be the one and the two seed uh, coming out of the NFC. But we'll have to wait and see. But I, I, I love what Detroit's doing. I don't see any reason why they won't go on and win the division. The biggest question going into this season was, can they take the next step on defense? They bring in C.J. Gardner-Johnson and overhaul a lot of that secondary, which we know injury already took a little bit of a bite out of. Aiden Hutchinson, year two, what he looked like at the end of last season. Dad, I looked up today, again, uh, uh, the FTN DVOA metric, an efficiency metric that our friend Aaron Schatz helped create. The Lions are third in defensive DVOA right now through the early portion of this season. It's been a really stout unit. And offensively, we all thought it was going to be, you know, we were all told it was going to be one running back in that room. And instead, David Montgomery has stepped up to be the guy so far this season. He's been at the core of that rushing attack. Jared Goff is playing confident football. So I like the Lions in this one too, man. I, I really do think they have what it takes to not only keep this going, but keep looking like one of the best teams in football yep. the way you describe them right now. By most people's estimation, that's a top five, top four team in the NFL. And I think that keeps rolling this weekend as well. Let's get to oh, that rhyme too. I let's get to <laughs> I is this the end, dad? We've had so much will they won't they about Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. If they lose to the Josh McDaniels led Raiders, a former Belichick assistant going out to a hapless Raiders team with Jimmy Garoppolo, the former Patriots quarterback and Jacoby Myers and all of these connections. Could this be the end of the Belichick era as the Vegas uh, Raiders are favored by three at home in this game? This is uh, amazing. But I tell you, the guy that's going to wreak havoc on that struggling New England offense, Max Crosby, I just did the game. The Raiders went over Green Bay on Monday night, and it was it turned out to be a, a somewhat competitive game. Uh, Jordan Love throwing a few interceptions uh, in this one, bad ones, and they, they were they were definitely on him. Uh, and and the Raiders got a little bit more of a running game going. They had been basically one of the worst in the league. They got one going just a little bit with Josh Jacobs. Uh, they got Michael Mayer involved a bit as a tight end. Devontae Adams is obviously always going to be involved. I'll say this about New England. I, I don't think it ends for Bill Belichick unless it's on his terms, whether that's after the season and they he and Robert Kraft talk and it's a mutual agreement. Uh, but I, I just think that it will never be a firing of Bill Belichick. It'll be Bill will be able to see the writing on the wall as well, say I'm not helping. If I, he ever feels he's not helping this team anymore, would he step away? I, I don't know. Um, but – I do not think that he would be fired. I think it would be his choice. Yeah, we've seen a lot of reports out there saying that they people believe that Robert Kraft does not feel that way and that Bill Belichick is not above that. But 
I'm with you. I don't think you can fire that guy. I think it's got to be part of his choice. But I think losing to Josh McDaniels and this mm. version of the Las Vegas Raiders, that could do some weird things to a man. I wouldn't be surprised if there was some soul searching that went on because of it. It's an impossible offense to trust right now. I know people want to lay that at the feet of Mac Jones, but I've seen enough smart people that I trust look at that situation and go, who would have success in the midst of that offense and what Mac Jones is being asked to do in the personnel he's being asked to do it with. Dad, let's get to C. Concern for Carolina. Miami Dolphins are 13 and a half point favorites in this oh, game. How oh. worried are you just about the general safety of the Carolina Panthers going into this game? Listen, this all sets up for a bloodletting, but it's the NFL. I was going to say, you... it all sets up for the Panthers to do the funniest thing humanly really, possible. In this it game. really, really does. But I, listen, whether it's 13 and a half or not, I mean, I would certainly give the points uh, in this and thinking Miami is just going to big play him to death. Uh, even though they're dealing with some some injuries. Um, I, overall, with me and, and Carolina, it's like your coach isn't going anywhere after one year. Your quarterback's not going anywhere after one year. It's a different scenario of a coach in Sean Payton in Denver who's going to be there and a veteran in Russell Wilson who's going to be there. You have a young quarterback, and you're just going to start building around him. So um, overall, it's just of what pieces they want to put with him for the rest of this year, which you can't do a lot of maneuvering, and next year when you can do some maneuvering. Uh, but this game, man, this, this is one of those that you're really worried it could get out of control. I think it does. Like, there probably aren't enough points that you could give me, even though we know Devon Achan went on IR, yeah. which yeah. sucks for him. It had been a really been fun looking well. piece in yeah. that offense. had been playing incredibly well. The Panthers are the number one most penalized team in football. Their offensive line cannot protect Bryce Young up the middle. The one redeeming quality for them, Dad, because they're going to lose this game badly, and then they got to buy next week. And then after that, you come out of the buy, and you've got the Texans, the Colts, and the Bears, which are 18th, 16th, and 30th in defensive DVOA, respectively. Their schedule gets a lot easier on the back half. I'm not saying it's going to be a full revival, but I'm saying – it's going to get to the much easier portion of this schedule to carry for a young team that's trying to piece together just some things to be confident in, to your point, as they try and build for the future with Bryce Young and hopefully a lot different weapons. Coming up next, let's weaponize the internet against my father. It's time for another round of Senior versus the Internet here on Gojo and Golik. Growing up playing sports, I learned really quickly that how you do the little things is how you're going to do everything. That's why coaches always harped on us about having our hand behind the line on sprints or picking up our locker because that was going to directly translate to critical moments on the field, making sure we're lined up right, taking the right steps so we can go out there and execute and win ball games. Small actions can have big benefits, just like how taking care of your gut can support your entire body's health. That's where our friends at Seed come into play. Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic is going to benefit your gut, skin, and heart health in just two little capsules a day. I just got my welcome kit and started taking Seed's DSO-1 myself and I'm loving it. I love the convenience of being able to have it in the cabinet with my other supplements because you don't need to worry about refrigerating it and I love the free travel vial that comes along with it. I'm constantly on the road and so being able to take DSO-1 with me on the go is huge for my lifestyle here. I'll tell you what else I love is the fact that it's backed by science. DSO-1 was developed in collaboration with Seed's scientific board and based on their foundational work in probiotics and the microbiome and with new clinical trials and breakthrough research published in top scientific journals, Seed's probiotic research development and innovation programs make DSO-1 a product you can trust and it's great in convenience too. Probiotics and prebiotics work best when they're used consistently just like any other routine health habit and Seed's subscription service is going to easily help build DSO-1 into your routine
routine, again, with no refrigeration required. So trust your gut with Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash gojo and use code 25gojo to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash gojo, code 25gojo. Welcome back to Gojo and Golik. Mike Golik Jr., Mike Golik Sr., and Jesse Cofield here. And every once in a while, we got a day on God's internet. And a day that turns out so good that we got to bring it to my dad. My father is many things. He's a worldly man. He's a two-time Radio Hall of Famer, a former nine-year NFL veteran, a three-time father, and a pretty good one. But he's not a guy who lives a lot of his life online. And so because of that, we've got to kind of be the middleman for him. I consider myself my dad's dealer of things coming off the internet. My dad's there to retweet stuff, make sure he promotes the show, do all the good things there. Sure. sure. And so dad, we've got a pretty good crop of videos that we want to harvest with you here. Are you ready for senior versus the internet? I I am. I don't know where this is going. I never do because I'm not on the internet that much. So go ahead and hit me with it. It, it, In in what form is this first one? All right. Well, This will not be like Katie Nolan. This will not be answers in the form of a question, but instead questions that certain fans were asking about AJ Dillon's bi-week activity here. A tweet went viral yesterday of a man saying, imagine having AJ Dillon on your fantasy team and bro is up at this hour farming. Now the farming is an interesting thing here. AJ Dillon took to playing by fan demand, the farm simulator game online where AJ Dillon could be seen online, just farming crops. Do we have the sound and video of AJ Dillon actually in the middle of gameplay here to show dad? No, he like he's in a farm simulator. So he is playing a game where the goal is for you to run a farm, which honestly, the guy giving him flack about the fantasy thing, this is the most deeply pandering to the home crown thing I can think of playing in Green Bay, Wisconsin, leaning into agriculture. That just seems like a savvy move. If he can do the dairy simulator next, he's really going to be a fan so, favorite. So I don't care about the whole fantasy thing. He's sitting there with a controller. Yeah controlling a combine yes he took the tractor another round pulled the plow across the ground sent up another prayer i mean he never complains he never asks why is there an object to this to run a competent farm i mean do you think the crops are going to harvest it's not a real farm not real to you it's not real to anybody Oh, so you're going to make fun of Grandma Jan for playing Farmville on Facebook? I have, yes. Yes, I have. Wow. I mean, this is really ugly behavior from you. I mean, and he's got the cowboy hat perched on top of the headphones. Yeah. He's feeling it. When you play play a video something, isn't there an expected outcome or you're trying to win or do something i mean so in general there are goals to a lot of games but also so many of them have become expansive worlds where sometimes you just got to go out there and put your hand in the pile and do the job he's not putting his hand in a pile he is fake he's out there he's putting in work he doesn't smell like a farm he's not dirty like he's working on a farm he's not doing anything that shows he's on a friggin farm you know what 
see you disrespecting this i don't even want to tell you about all my unicorn children that i've had to take care of in the hogwarts legacy game right now oh, got to go in and feed them make sure they got everything they need in the breeding pen i got five unicorns right now i'm out here and, balling that's and a lot we of wonder, unicorns we wonder at times why you're not married well speaking of other activity that single people would definitely do let's get to this next one jesse testing the strength and durability of candies is not a thing i had on my bingo card but that being said i'm willing to listen well it this tiktoker is testing the strength of nerds ropes, which rope is in the name of the candy. So I, I understand where his mind's going. So senior, he's connecting the nerds ropes and then he's got a, a pull up bar and he's trying to see how many nerds ropes put together it will take to hold his body on the pull up bar. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to how many nerds ropes can hold me? One nerds rope, two nerds ropes. Three nerds ropes. Five nerds ropes. This is so stupid. Ten nerds ropes. Fifteen nerds ropes. Ow. Twenty nerds ropes. Twenty-five nerds ropes. Thirty nerds ropes. Forty nerds ropes. Ah. Forgets and shiggles. This is all I have left. This is eight nerds ropes. See, this one I'm not really down with because it's incredibly wasteful. I saw him do that with like 200, um, 200 saltine crackers too. A very satisfying sound, but overall wasteful behavior that I can't really support. I am surprised 40 nerds ropes couldn't hold body weight. Though. Yeah, I'm also thinking about the cleanup. Did you see yeah. all the tiny nerds just like shooting off into did the oh. corners? I mean, you're going to be finding nerds doing? in the crib for weeks. What are we doing as a society right now? I mean, what? The best thing that could have happened is when that bar fell off, it hit him in the head to knock some sense into him to stop making the mess that he's making. That video wanted me to go back and watch AJ, AJ Dillon fake, you know, combine his crop. Um, it, it's had the Nerds Rope video has had 674.7, so like 674,000 views. So here's yeah. what I want to know. Almost a million and, and, and people. I, I'm sure there's a way to tell this. Okay, that video lasted for a little while. I I would be intrigued and say, wait a minute, nerd rope. Now I like nerds. You know, I like eating those things. So good. I agree. Um, and, and Jesse, you're right. The mess was unbelievable oh, that God. he made there. Is okay. I I would click on it, but I would turn it off at some point. I, can you tell how long people have? There's six hundred some thousand people that watched it. Did they watch the first time and say this is one of the dumbest things I ever watched and clicked out of it, or did they watch in fact the entire thing? I don't know Jeez, if we can see that information. I know that yeah. the people somewhere can see that information. I don't know if it's available to the public. So it shapes, if, it shapes your algorithm, though. If, if if people watch that, I want to know all the the section of the people that watch that entire video, and I never want to meet them. Yeah. I mean, you do a show with one every day, yeah. so. I watched you watch that thing, thing, thing all the way through? Yeah, yes, yeah. I watched that thing. all. You just watched it all the way through, too. I might have had to. I'm on the show. If I could have got up and walked away, I would have. You know okay? what? You couldn't, is, and you did. And I have no control over stopping it. I would have stopped it after the first one.
I mean, you can't, you got, you kind of wanted to see if 40 would do it. Uh, no, yes. I did not. A couple of those were a little bit slower. I think if he had like braided it or maybe twisted it a little bit and all of a sudden you start to mess with some of the variables, you might have gotten to a point where that was a little more sustainable than just raw dogging it with 40 ropes. Please tell me That's we're done. That's all I'm saying. Please, please no, tell we're, me we're done. No, we're not done. Oh, We've God. got one more actually here. We've talked about first date protocol here. This is a shoe on the other foot. So we had that woman before leave the first date because the guy tried to take her to the Cheesecake Factory on the first date. And Jesse, instead in this one, apparently the guy got up and left the date. This is another TikTok video because the woman that went to go get drinks, like you said, she decided to turn this to a meal where she ate four dozen oysters. Look at this, Dad. But today I was bored and I had time. So he texted me like, can we meet for drinks? And I'm like, yeah, meet me here. They got the best oysters in Atlanta like hands down so I'm like yes I can get some come on it's so good These are all trays of the dozen oysters on I'm it. She doesn't skimp on any of them. She's loading these up. And it's the slurping for me. She's like, just like, she's taking this video of her slurping down these oysters. So this was supposed to be drinks. Um, she proceeded to order a bunch of food. She continued ordering. At the end of the video, there's actually a hysterical. She includes a screenshot of the text he sent her because the guy left. He skipped out. It. He peaced out. He saw her ordering all this food and he left and she texted him and she was like, skipping out on a bill is wild. And he responded, I said I would take you for drinks. You started ordering all this food. He said, I'll cash app you for the drinks. She's got a full sea ecosystem in her belly right now. I hey, gotta say, I'm impressed. I'm impressed with else. her doing that. And I have no problem with the guy ditching and saying, I'll Venmo you or whatever for the drinks. But you go ahead and do the oysters on your own, my friend. No if problem. you eat four dozen oysters and then order dinner after, oh. I gotta stay and see where this is goes. Soulmate. Oh, no. Soulmate. No. Brought to you by Wrangler. Jeans, shirts, and jackets made for the ride of life. Be ready for those cooler days and longer nights and styles that are going to keep you warm and comfortable, moving, and looking great no matter where you are. You can wear Wrangler jeans literally anywhere, at work, out at night, playing a pickup game with friends, or at home, watching the game on TV. They're that comfortable and that durable. And there's Wrangler shirts for every occasion, casual tees, snaps, and button-ups, or layer them together for a little bit of both. And don't forget the iconic Wrangler jackets. When the weather starts to chill and you need to venture out, Wrangler will keep you ready for anything. So add some Wrangler to your getup with jeans, shirts, and jackets that look great, fit great, and move great so you're always ready for whatever life throws at you. And save 15% on your first Wrangler.com order when you use promo code GOJO15. Wrangler, for the ride of life. Welcome back to Gojo and Golik. Mike Golik Jr., Mike Golik Sr., and Jesse Cofield hoping to talk to former major leaguer and Atlanta Brave Ryan Klesko about what the hell happened to the 100-plus win Atlanta Braves who got taken out behind the woodshed with a taste of their own medicine from the Philadelphia Phillies. Dad, we've also got breaking news in the NFL right now <laughs> per uh, Ian Rappaport over at the NFL Network. The Broncos are releasing. We talked about would they be sellers? Would they be trying to shave off some things from this roster as their season spirals out of control? 
The Broncos are releasing veteran pass rusher Frank Clark, according to sources. After being unable to find a trade partner that all sides are comfortable with, he'll now be a free agent after playing in just two games for the Denver Broncos. So, Dad, uh, I think wow. kind of emblematic of a lot of things for the Broncos is the expectation versus reality, the plan that they had going into this ultimately falls woefully short of the ultimate goal. And then trying to trade. You know, when you're trying to trade someone, they're going to try and steal from you. They're going to try and lowball you, knowing that you're probably going to release in two games. He's had two tackles, so you can't find a trade partner because you're like, I'll sign the guy as a free agent. Why give up an asset for him? Now, again, you'll be keep competing with other teams uh, for it, and there, there's a hierarchy of who can grab him at first, uh, you know, until the 24 hours he's been released. So, We'll see, but you're right. This is the start of a, a bit of a rebuild for Denver. Yeah, so we'll see also where Frank Clark ends up. He's a guy that obviously wasn't as productive as the contract needed him to be in the Kansas with the Kansas City Chiefs, so that went a long way in that. But where he ends up, a guy who you still feel like could potentially have some, in the right circumstances, potent pass rush snaps in the postseason for a team that might be a contender. We'll wait and see on that, but in terms of uh, contenders falling short, we were stunned by what we saw in Major League Baseball through the NLDS round of games. For more on that, excited to welcome into the show right now former Major Leaguer and World Series champion with the Atlanta Braves, Ryan Klesko, joining us now here on the show. Ryan, good morning. How you doing? Oh, I don't know if you're muted, Ryan. Oh, or... Ryan, you're muted right now. We can't hear you, brother. We're going to figure it out. There we go. We got him. Oh, Ryan, oh, we got there you. He is. Hey, Ryan. All right. Modern technology gets us Sorry all. Sorry about that. that. That's okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> so, all listen, good. first, right out of the gate, you have not only the the 100 uh, win teams, the three of them losing Dodgers, uh, uh, Atlanta Braves, and Baltimore, but the top five records all losing. What? How surprised are you at that? And is that something going forward the league needs to look at as far as how they lay it lay the format out? You know, it's always been like that. I remember, I mean, you know, there's there's always looking for excuses. People want to know why. People want to know, was it the break, you know, the long break because, you know, the wild card games. There's all kinds, of, but it's been like that forever. You know, it's just there's no excuses. They just didn't go out there and perform. Um, it does it does give you a little bit of a disadvantage when you're sitting around for five days. But, you know, you got simulated games, Um you know, the, these teams continue to play. And I just remember, I always look back and I'm like, that first series is hard after five days. It, it, it's it's like you have this break, like it's all-star break. And and you get a little bit stale, but you got to find a way to make it happen. Um, the Braves have their opportunities. They didn't hit. The Dodgers, I mean, did you just look at those games? I mean, really, those teams were just, were better. They, they outplayed them. There's no excuses. It's just... You know, the Phillies just out hit him. They out pitched him. The Dodgers didn't even have a chance. So those teams came in ready to play. They're fired up. You got some young teams and the Phillies were on fire. So, I mean, it's just, I honestly believe it's just, it's just the way the best, it's like um, they were saying, it's not the best team that goes to the World Series. It's the best team that's playing at that time. And for that, the Phillies getting hot again at the right time and ending the Brave season again. This time, a little added flair. What did you make? <laughs> of the situation coming out of the Braves locker room where you had the comments from Orlando Arcia that made their way out of that locker room and into the hands of the Phillies that were more than happy to weaponize that for an extra chip on their shoulder. Did you have a problem with any of how that went down in terms of the Braves clubhouse? No, I mean, listen, someone told on him. I mean, if somebody overheard what he said, I mean, people run their mouths nowadays, 
Nowadays, it's just, you know, that got back to him. It's just, and they're always looking for some type of extra fuel to make, you know, to push a team through. But, you know, he he shouldn't have said that. You know, I mean, hey, I was looking. You always look at that play as, as a player's like, that ball, Bryce is thinking he has to score on that ball if it hits off the wall. So there was no reason for him to say that. But there's so much trash talk in baseball, and it's all in good love. You know, they're competitors. You've seen Bryce's uh, interview last night. He gave the he gave the, he said that's a dang good yeah, dang good team over there. He gave him some love, but you're always looking for that extra fuel and fire to, to try to pump your team up. I mean, and, and the media is going to find it, and the players are going to find it. I mean, it. I mean, I'd look for the same thing. Like, hey, hey, they're trying to show you up, and uh, you know, just like the old saying in sports, don't wake, don't wake the sleeping giant. And just the, the, the Phillies came out and played. They just were, they were, they were great. What about from the Braves side? We heard a lot of the players being critical of the media members letting that out of the clubhouse, saying the clubhouse is their sanctuary and these things are supposed to stay here, even when it was an open locker room there. Were you surprised that the players took that defense? Um, a little bit, yeah. I can see where they're saying that is. like There's so many reporters in there now. There's social media. You guys got video cameras and, you know, your phones. So you can't get away with anything nowadays. They ought to know that. I mean, it's just it's just part of it. But they are right about that. You know, it's like they got some guy going there and, and telling them what they're saying. But it's just nowadays I, there is no safe place unless you know that you went, went in there and locked locked the door and kicked every media person, every clubhouse person. You know, and there's clubhouse guys working for the Phillies that are in the Phillies in there too. I mean, there's there's always people around. And, and it wasn't like he showed them up. And that a boy, Harper, that a boy, he, I mean – you know what I'm saying? That, that, that That's pretty I tame. Mean, I don't know. Yeah. It wasn't a big. Yeah, it's pretty tame. You should. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that Price said. Uh, you know that they didn't catch. Put it that way, and they're from both sides. Yeah, I, I would say of bulletin board material, that that's not something I'm going, oh, my God, I can't believe he said that. That's certainly not the worst in the world. Ryan, I definitely, we would definitely want to get this in. You're, you're part of Perfect Game USA, the world's largest baseball scouting service. Tell us a little bit about that. So, you know, Perfect Games kind of – they're expanding all around the world. There's there's tournaments. My son plays in all the top tournaments around the country. It's a great organization. You know, they, they, give, they give some scholarships out to some kids. I'd say 90 – if I'm guessing, I would say between 90 and 95% of all the top draft picks play in those big tournaments. Um, they're doing a lot of good. We're working on some training stuff for them. Um, it's, just, it's just one of those things to where you go through the system and they and – they, do such a great job and and developing the kids and honestly if you're gonna if you're gonna be the best you gotta you gotta play at the at the highest level right and you guys know that um, and then, and that's just something they've offered you know originally it was started as a scouting tool for scouts that didn't have to fly around all around the country to go look at talent so uh, it, it's it's grown and uh, again um, Rick uh, and Rob Pronger have, have came in taken over you know. Uh, you know, Rick Thurman was a former sports agent, you know, so he's had several several major league guys. There's several investors that have actually that are uh, former major leaguers. So it's, it's just a good organization, a, a good old bunch of guys that are trying to help the kids get better. An organization that knows ball, no doubt about it. Uh, Ryan, as do you, we appreciate the time this morning and the insight. Uh, thanks so much again. Hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to you soon. All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Ryan. Awesome. Ryan Klesko, again, ah. 16 seasons in the major leagues, including a World Series with the Braves in 95, Dad. And I think he's exactly right about that situation in the locker room. I agree, because I, I know when you and I both saw that, I was like, 
Really? Where I, but you grab whatever you can because in the the annals of bulletin board material, <laughs> that one was very low on the list. It's almost like I can't even believe they acknowledged it <laughs> uh, at all. But he's right. You grab anything you can for any kind of chip. Did that help Bryce Harper hit two run, home runs in that game? I don't think so. But as we all talked about as athletes, you look for any kind of chip you can. Yeah, and for the other media members and people that were coming out and slamming Jake Mintz for reporting that, like, guy was doing his job. Yep. You're in an open session in the locker room. It's not your job to protect them from what they're saying out loud. And the Phillies, I love them leaning all the way into it last night. They were saying bleep everybody in front of every camera that could hear it, and they're willing to wear the consequences. But coming up next, we will get to the ultimate judge and jury in sports, Magic Johnson, next. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code GOJO. That's code GOJO for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Sound the trumpets, it's horse racing time. So saddle up for the action with DK Horse, an official DraftKings affiliate. Right now, new customers who download the DK Horse app can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250. Just deposit $25 or more and complete the playthrough requirement. Wager on your favorite horses, then watch the races live right in the app. Download the DK Horse app now. New customers get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250 when they opt in with code GOLIT. Only on the DK Horse app. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 18+, plus, 21+, plus in certain states, to open or access an account and resident of a state where DK Horse is available. Eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. One per new customer. Match calculated on first deposit up to a maximum of $250. Deposit requires two-time playthrough of settled wager within 168 hours. Bonus released in $25 increments. Deposit and eligibility restrictions apply. See terms at dkhorse.com. Welcome back to Gojo and Golik. Mike Golik Jr., Mike Golik Sr., and Jesse Cofield. Get ready to take you home here and finish things off with this, that, and the third. Three quick stories to send you off into the weekend. As always, make sure you download, subscribe, rate, review, leave us that five-star rating. And if you missed anything, including our great guest, Josh Palmer, wide receiver for the Chargers, Ryan Klesko, former World Series champion and Major League Baseball player, you can go and check that out on DraftKings' YouTube channel, DraftKingsNetwork.com, Samsung TV+, Plus, wherever you get your podcasts. Guys... Let's get to this. But a little golf. Lexi Thompson teeing it off at the Shriners Children's Open in Las Vegas, becoming just the seventh woman to compete in the PG- on a PGA Tour event. She's an 11-time LPGA Tour winner. She accepted a sponsor's invitation for this event and is the first person to play an LPGA player to play on a PGA Tour event since Brittany Lincecum did it in 2018 at the Barbasol Championship, shooting a 78 and a 71 in that round. So pretty cool one here, Dad, going out here and teeing it up. 
Yeah, I love the first one. Babe uh, Diedrichson Zaharias was the first woman to tee it up at a men's professional event in 1935. That is amazing. So what did Lexi do? Well, it was suspended play. She's on the 17th green. She's got about a 20-footer for par. She's currently one over, and the leader is Bo Hostler, who was nine under as of yesterday. But again, there are some golfers that have to finish. I think she goes. she finishes today at like 1045 Eastern. Um, and then she'll have her second round to see if she can make the cut. She's pretty close to it right now. We'll see what kind of second round she has. So always interesting to see when the women head over to the men's tour, what they can do. And you love to see them make the cut. I think it would be awesome uh, to do, but time will tell. She got to finish the last two holes and then play another round. Yeah, I, I like honestly. I, I remember this was the you know meat of my childhood in sports watching. But Michelle Wee West is always yes. the name that comes to mind yep. for this as the you know preeminent uh, LG, LPGA golfer making their way over to the PGA side of things. She was such a sensation for a while there in the world of golf, and so always cool when you get a crossover event like that, especially in a sport here where some of the physical differences can be a bit mitigated out there. Because shoot, once you get from one fifty and in where it's most important anyway, that soft set of hands transcends. It doesn't matter where it's coming and from. So and she is hitting out of the tee box the men are. She's not she's not playing ladies tee. She's yep. hitting all from from the men's tee. So where she could lose a little bit there, yeah, she has to make up for like you say with the irons. Yeah, I, you know, after being out there in Tahoe at the uh, American Century Invitational for you and seeing you out there on the golf course there, it really doesn't matter if you can play. You can play. I saw you get your ass whooped by plenty of ladies out there on the course done? that weekend. You done? It wouldn't have gone any better for me. All right. Well, okay. I mean, listen, yeah. I. Maybe you maybe you gave me too many beers. How about that? You walked along with me and you kept feeding me beers. Maybe wow. maybe you were sabotaging me. Yeah, I didn't make you walk down to the water and start shotgunning beers or doing fireball shots. You did that on your own. I was just trying to be nice to people. That is true. An accommodating host and trying to get that invite back next year because Tahoe is beautiful and Boom. I enjoyed getting you going go. right along for that uh -huh. trip. There uh, you go. Jesse, uh, let's get to more coherent <laughs> sports analysis from one of the premier <laughs> analysts, prognosticators, and overall arbiters of sports information of our time, bet Irvin thought, Magic Johnson. Yeah, bet you thought we wouldn't be saying Magic Johnson after that introduction. Uh, yeah, so he took to Twitter to give this really in-depth, like, analytical um, tweet here, which is, we're all disappointed that our Dodgers – didn't hit or pitch well. That's why we lost the series to the Diamondbacks. And I'd like to note the exclamation point at the end of there. As if, you know, just really hammering it home. Like, that's why we lost the series. If you yeah. get Magic Johnson to use exclamatory punctuation, you really messed up. Yeah. Like, this is perfectly on brand for all the obvious Magic Johnson tweets that we see, Dad. But I feel like that extra added oomph lets you know he's really disappointed in you. And I, listen, I'm a, fa a fan of Magic. It was nice enough to come in studio at our show at ESPN and put a pie in my face when I lost a bet to him. Very, very nice guy. But the two things you get out of Magic are very, basically, we lost this game because they scored more points than we did and pictures of him on yachts with his wife traveling around with other unbelievable stars, A-listers in the world to all different parts of the world uh, on yachts and eating in extravagant places, which, by the way, if you can do it, do it. And he does it well, so more power to him for that. But, yeah, the, the tweets maybe aren't the most in-depth things in the world. You yeah, don't think the, uh, that he's eating at the Cheesecake Factory on these trips? Oh, see, uh, so, see, you know what? Uh, uh, here we go. Here we go. You think Ma I think Magic Johnson would be perfectly at home in the Cheesecake Factory. Very forgiving lighting, expansive menu, good drinks. The cheesecake's like the third or fourth best thing they do there. He would love it. Yeah, 
I bet. We should Food snob. I, 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 we really found out some things, Jesse, and getting to know each other through the show that you are a food snob. Yeah, you know what? I am. That's just, I'm just going to, I'm not going to argue with you. Yeah. I'm a Magic Johnson tweet fan, so yes. I can very much say that. And this underscores, I saw Kevin Clark from The Ringer tweet about this last night. It underscores my exact idea about baseball. We all need a sport or a thing in our life where we're not concerned with knowing a ton about it. Yes. Where we just walk in blissfully unaware, see it through the eyes of a child, make the most base level sports takes about grit and clutch hitting and all these things. I 100% agree with that as an ethos. I think it's something more of us need to embrace. We're in an information age. We can all know a lot. There's tons of stuff out there to help us be better, smarter fans and analysts. And sometimes, sometimes you just got to be Stu Gotts. I think yeah. the key to Stu Gotts is longevity. He has poisoned his body over the years with concerts and cigarettes and any other number of things, but he keeps it simple in certain areas. And he allows himself the joy of attacking each problem with rings plus minus and things of that nature as the ultimate barometer for success. And we can see somehow he's been able to stave off the Reaper because of that. So I think maybe more of us need to adopt that mindset. Listen, when you can be so wrong on things like Stu and not get ripped for it, when you can mistake Jake Owen, the country singer, for Aaron Rodgers, the Hall of Fame quarterback, for a 20-minute conversation and not get blasted by the other media and other people and almost get like, oh, Stu, Stu's so funny. He's won, right? He's the, the winner. That's my he, goat. He, he is holding up the trophy because he wins. It's incredible there. Yeah, I, I, you, whoever he mistakes him for, I just don't want to hear either of them talk about the vaccine anymore on any public oh my platforms. Yeah. Um, guys, let's get to the third here. Jesse, We've had a lot of weird internet videos on this show today, so it seems only right that we would punctuate the show here, much like Magic Johnson, with an exclamation part, an exclamation point, highlighting some weird theft that went on the other day for an Amazon package. Weird but innovative. Okay, as you can see, a person is hiding in a construction barrel to steal <clears throat> an Amazon package. It's like they're a creature. They go up and like the the you know construction barrel goes down and then it goes back up and it's gone. Um, it, it's it, it would appear that this person is also not wearing shoes. Um, didn't didn't oh, want wow. to be Free identified by anything. Not even their well, shoes. So I, I would say this. Listen, we don't condone stealing on this show. Right. We we never have and we never will. But I'll say. At least yeah. he's not a dumb thief, okay? Anybody today who walks up to a door and the first thing you would look for is to see if they have the ring or anything, and if you proceed to do something illegal, you're one of the dumbest people around because it's going to get caught, even by a neighbor's camera. There are cameras everywhere. This dude is not, unless somebody was standing there, he is not going to be identified well, by his footprint. Well, I He's not going to be identified by the ring doorbell, but this is in broad daylight right. in a neighborhood that appears pretty crowded, and you're wearing the literal thing that construction teams use to alert you that something is going on, that you need to look up and be aware. And so I'd imagine somebody in that neighborhood, I don't think that person under the barrel walked miles to get there. I'd imagine there's a getaway car somewhere around there, and it's pretty easy to say, huh, there's a moving barrel traversing yeah. our neighborhood. Maybe I need to alert the authorities because something's going on here. Yeah, like so, somebody's camera is going to pick up them coming out of the construction barrel. So if he was smart enough to put the construction, and I guess smart yes. is a relative term here, 
he put something on to make him unidentifiable to that particular camera. Do we think he was smart enough to do that away from the house, to have a mask on or to cover himself Ooh. as he got into his car, which hopefully wasn't his car? <laughs> what if underneath the barrel, he's wearing a traffic cone as a mask on his head ah. and it just keeps going. He's a Russian nesting doll of traffic cones. Two things. I like that we all know it was clearly a man. And then I I also like that uh, we are, I, I just hope it's something useless that he stole. There's like nothing. And that dude yeah. went straight to the Cheesecake Factory. Yes. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> Thank you so much. Leave us a review as long as a Cheesecake Factory menu. Enjoy talking about Taylor Swift and football. Thanks so much and have a great weekend. We'll talk to you guys Monday.